All right, and welcome to the Rory's Nitro podcast, the show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling's biggest head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, and I'm back to rank the Rumbles. We're talking 1990s Royal Rumbles today. The 2000s episode was quite well received uh, when we ranked all the Royal Rumbles of the 2000s. And I did say at some point I'd go back and do the 90s, and it's a bit of a labor of love. Who doesn't enjoy going back and watching old Rumble matches? So here we are looking at the 1990s version. Before we get into the meat of today's episode, I'd like to send a massive shout out to Max Marshall Arch, who left a five-star review on iTunes and was good enough to send it to me on Twitter as well, because I don't actually get notified um, for these things, and I'd like to read it on the podcast, because it's the first one I've had in a very long time, and I do appreciate it. The title is Cracking Good Spanner in the Works of Wrestling, and I assume podcast, but it's cut off. I've gone down a rabbit hole of wrestling nostalgia podcasts and found this one via Positively Pro Wrestling. Big shout out to Steve and Eric, obviously. That's my note. <laughs> Sorry, back to the quote, and I've been on a binge, mostly sticking with the head-to-head Raw vs. Nitros and related pay-per-view fare. I've been enjoying it quite a bit, despite some technical glitches in audio quality in early episodes. Love the wit insight. And especially the nostalgic merch bits, personal touches as of late. I'm almost caught up and I see there's fewer and fewer head-to-head, so I'm getting worried. Haha, but keep up the good work and also get back to work. Haha. So, here I am back to work. First of all, massive thank you, Max. Um, Really do appreciate the five-star review and the tag on Twitter as well. And it actually kicked my ass back into it to get on and record this episode today. And hopefully have this out for you in the days to come. Although by the time you hear this, it'll be today. So here we are um, getting back to work as requested. And yes, I do need to get some sort of regularity. If you've been listening to all the shows, I'm sure you've heard me mention many times that I have no idea how to promote it. No major desire to do so. Just enjoy doing it and putting it out for the people that do listen, such as yourself. And I'm very grateful for the review and the chat on Twitter. So stay in touch and... Feel free to write in anything you'd like to add to the show anytime. All right, having got the feel-good stuff out of the way, it's time to get into the rumbles, and these are in no particular order, as the 2000s episode wasn't either, and we're starting in 1997. It is now time for the Royal Rumble! This is what we've all been waiting for! Ninety-seven has that classic three-man booth of JR, Vince, and Jerry the King Lawler. Um, this is a 90-second interval rumble. And before kicking off there, you may have heard Howard Finkel announces the attendance in the Alamo Dome, Alamo Dome even, of 60,477. Um, it was legitimately a really big crowd. I'm not going to do the digging as this is not a Royal Rumble 97 episode, but it wouldn't shock me if that was accurate or close to... <coughs> First two entrants are Crush and Ahmed Johnson. Um, Not the hottest of action to start with, so we're going to skip along to number three, Razor Ramon, who comes out with the clock not working and no music, um, gets boot on his way out, the massive dud. And yes, if you're asking, it is fake Razor, so all of this just seems so apropos. Ahmed Johnson tosses him out right away and gets a great pop. Farouk comes out and Ahmed Johnson, the dumbass, jumps over and chases him and eliminates himself. 
Number four is Phineas I. Number five is Stone Cold, who swaggers out like an absolute boss. Phineas drops him early. Um, imagine that a year later. Um, there's no way that Phineas is getting the drop on Austin. Um, Phineas then tosses Crush, but eats a Stone Cold Stunner and goes out. Austin in the ring all alone momentarily. This brings out Bart Gunn, who massively botches the Famouser um, and going over the top rope in not his best moment. Um, gets clotheslined um, after he's gone out again. Uh, and Austin's once again alone doing push-ups, checking his watch. Out comes Jake the Snake, one of his more recent nemesises. He works over the arm and goes for the DDT, but he's sent packing as well, bringing out number eight, the British Bulldog. He hits a running power slam, his patented maneuver. Number nine comes out, which is Piro, a Mexican wrestler. Number 10 is a Sultan. 11 is Mil Mascaris. And 12 is Triple H as the ring's filling out without too much going on. The Sultan does a big Rikishi bump off a Bulldog clothesline. Um, and then the Bulldog closes him out after that. Clotheslines him out after that, sorry. Number 13 is Owen. He dumps out the Bulldog, pretending he was trying to help him, which is quite funny. Number 14 is Gold Dust. Number 15 is Cybernetico, another Mexican wrestler. Um, he gets eliminated off camera as number 16, Mark Miro, comes out. Piro is out by Mil Mascaris. And, of course, the master of no yub, Mil jumps from the top rope out after him. Gold Dust clotheslines out Triple H. And number 17, well, that's a Latin lover, King. It's the Latin lover. Owen Hart tosses Gold Dust. Uh, 18 is Farouk. He gets... Um, rid of the Latin lover, Ahmed Johnson comes out with a big fuck-off plank and sends Farouk out. Stone Cold dumps Mero and Owen and is once again on his own. Number 19, another Austin nemesis of recent times, is Savio Vega, but Austin gets rid of him to again have the ring to himself. Number 20 is the roadie, or as they call him, Double J, the real Double J, Jesse James. Of course, he goes out as well. And we're now up to number 21, Austin once again on his own, and it is Brett, and Austin's face tells a great story here. He doesn't eliminate him too early. Number 22 comes around, and it's Jerry the King Lawler, who comes from the commentary booth, jumps in, Brett knocks him right back out in a pretty funny spot. Um, Lawler calls him a jerk on commentary, which popped me. Number 23 is Big Daddy Cool, Diesel. Um, fake Diesel. Number 24 is Terry Funk. 25 is The Rock. We get Rock and Austin going at it here, which is pretty cool to see a um, couple of years before it really heats up. Number 26 is Mankind. Number 27 is Flash Funk. Of course, no relation to Terry. Brett hits a pile driver on Austin, which is quite surreal as well. And JR tells us that Flash Funk is no relation to Terry Funk, as I just said, which cr cracks me up. Number 28 is Vader. 29 is Henry Godwin. And 30 is The Undertaker. The Undertaker and Vader having fought earlier in the night, and we will get to that review at some point. Vader hits a choke slam on Stone Cold. Um, and Vader <clears throat> tosses out Flash Funk with a big, like, sack of shit slam. Undertaker tosses out Godwin. Mankind hits the claw on the rock to get rid of him. Um, suplexes Terry Funk out of the ring, and then Undertaker eliminates Mankind. He and Terry Funk brawl to the back. Bret Hart tosses, um, sorry, don't brawl to the back, brawl around ringside. Bret Hart tosses out Stone Cold, but the referees are distracted with the Mankind and Funk brawls. Austin gets back in. They miss it. He dumps Bret, uh, sorry, dumps Undertaker and, and Vader out. Bret Hart tosses out Diesel, and then Austin catches Bret, eliminating him, and Bret goes absolutely ballistic. Pretty cool ending to the Rumble here. Um, 
your opinion on how well they follow it up may vary, but the actual ending itself was quite creative, and Austin's on the verge of becoming a megastar here. 97's his real takeoff year, but he's already onto it here in, in January of 97. As with the last review, I'll go through a few little tidbits. So the final four were Stone Cold Brett, Vader, Undertaker, Diesel. Two of them went out at the same time, so it's kind of hard to split. Um, Austin won. Probably should have been Bret Hart or Undertaker. This is the rumble where I believe that they changed it because it was too predictable. Um, star power in the match. Bret, Austin, Mick Foley, Ahmed Johnson, Triple H, Vader, Undertaker. Pretty decent. Uh, Terry Funk as well. Low point of the match was the Mexicans. Nobody cared about the three Mexican guys. I think it was meant because they're in Texas. It was going to draw the Latin oh, Latin American community. It just didn't mesh well for me. Fake Razor and fake Diesel. The Latin lover and absolute jabroni. And the convoluted ending. The best bits... Um, when I say the convoluted ending, it might, I just did just praise it. I think just how they didn't really go with it. The best bits were Stone Cold. He was a star of this. Undertaker, Vader, and Bret Hart. Watch it again. Um, yep, this was a bit of a sleeper rumble. It doesn't get talked about much as the classics, but it was really good, and I ranked it a 7.5. guess the next rumble we're looking at is 1991 and um some more of that nostalgia feel good stuff this is a rumble that is near and dear to my heart so this is gonna date and age me and there'll probably be listeners of the show that don't even know what i'm talking about but in 1991 i was i think six years old in january and pay-per-views were on sky tv in england we hadn't yet moved to australia and my mum allowed me to watch the royal rumble on late at night while she sat in her tanning bed upstairs, as long as I went and reminded her if she fell asleep to roll over and tan the other side. Oh, that story is as 1991 England as it can possibly get. Um, 
but this one, needless to say, is one of like the most nostalgic pay-per-views of all time for me. Being six years old and being allowed to stay up and watch the Rumble, the first time I ever heard Vince's meaty introduction of all the stars. The Ultimate Warrior, my favorite wrestler as a child, defending the title. Um, the Rockers in the opener. Just so much good stuff. Undertaker, Legion of Doom. This is... Yeah, right in the feels for me. Anyway, I'll stop waxing lyrical about it and I'll actually break down the match for you now. Number one and two are Brett and Dino Bravo. They're trying to dump each other out in front of a very young Shane McMahon as a referee at ringside. Gorilla Monsoon hits us with his classic line of nobody has ever won if they've drawn numbers one through five, which takes number three, Greg the Hammer Valentine, out of the running. He attacks Dino um, to Jimmy Hart's disgust, dumps him and pushes Jimmy Hart. So I'm guessing I never really knew how and when the break from, you know, the Jimmy Hart stable. Obviously, the Honky Tonk Man's not in this match and he was with Rhythm and Blues. So not sure if this was the turn here or not, but it didn't get as big of a reaction as they probably hoped if so. Number four is Paul Roma. Five is the Texas Tornado. Six is the model Rick Martell. Piper, um, has started me on a lifelong rumble trend on commentary and I never actually remembered where it came from, which I should because I just said how much I love this rumble. But when the clock's ticking and it's coming to the end, who's it going to be? Me and my brother still say that to this day if we ever watch a rumble. Um, it's pretty slow here and there's a lot of filler. Number seven is Saba Simba, which is funny. Number eight is Butch of the Bushwhackers. The model eliminates Saba Simba. Number nine is Jake who goes for the model. Um, as if he were Tito Santana in a Royal Rumble. Number 10 is Hercules. 11 is Tito, who goes right after the model because he is Tito Santana in a Royal Rumble. Number 12 is The Undertaker with Brother Love, which is quite funny. He lifts Brett in a chokehold and drops him out. Number 13 is Jimmy Snooker. Undertaker gets rid of Butcher the Bushwhackers. 14 is a British Bulldog. 15 is Smash of Demolition. The model eliminates Jake the Snake. Number 16 is Hawk. Number 17 is Shane Douglas in the 1991 Royal Rumble. Still blows my mind. Undertaker dumps a tornado. And then Hawk throws Snooker out. Number 18 is Nobody. Number 19 is Animal and the LOD gang up to eliminate the Undertaker. Then um, Hercules tosses out Hawk. Number 20 is Crush. Uh, notice Smash doesn't have his elbow pad on here covering up his tattoo anymore. He's definitely giving up on that. Number 21 is Hacksaw. He is so over in 91. I still don't understand why to this day. Number 22 is Earthquake. He gets rid of Animal. 23 is Mr. Perfect. He gets rid of Duggan. 24 is the Hulkster and he throws out Smash and battles with Earthquake. Number 25 is Haku. Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan dumps out Haku. Number 26 is the Anvil as the ring fills up a bit. Earthquake gets rid of Tito. Number 27 is one of the most classic moments in Royal Rumble history. It's Luke of the Bushwhackers coming out, and the Earthquake keeps him marching right back to the back. 28 is Brian Nobbs. This is my first ever exposure to the Nasty Boys. Only Nobbs is in this Rumble. Um, the commentary team didn't know which one he was and just called him a Nasty Boy until they got word. Um, as we get to the end here, they speculate on... Um, who was number 18? Number 29 is the Warlord. Hulk Hogan gets rid of Crush. Um, it's Tugboat or the Macho Man, they've decided, because they did know the 30 entrance, and they're going to figure it out. The model breaks a record for longest rumble stint. We're only about four in at this point. Hulkster clotheslines out the Warlord. And number 30 is Tugboat, who goes after Earthquake. The commentary team then put two and two together and figure the Ultimate Warrior probably chased Macho out of the building after he cost him the title.
Tugboat nearly gets rid of Hulkster, but he stays on the apron, and then Hulk sneaks up and dumps him out. The Bulldog drop kicks Perfect out. Model gets rid of Nightheart. The Bulldog drop kicks out, sorry, backdrops out Haku. Clotheslines the Model off the top rope to the floor. And it's then Quake and Nobs tossing out the Bulldog to double team Hogan. Big two on one here at the end in the last three. Earthquake splash, but Hulkster pops right back up, boots out Nobs, and then falls on an Earthquake slam, takes a bit of a beat down before hulking back up and slamming him before clotheslining him out for the win. The final four in this one, the Bulldog, Nobs, Earthquake, and the Hulkster. Who won was Hulk Hogan. Who should have won? I feel the Undertaker or the Macho Man, to be honest. Hogan won the Rumble the year prior. He's still super over. He just doesn't need the win. He didn't need either of the wins, um, but this one here especially, like, he just didn't need the win, in my opinion. The best bits were the model breaking the record, the Undertaker, the Legion of Doom, and the Bulldog being in there. Lower points was just the filler at the start of the match. Stars of the show, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Legion of Doom, and Earthquake. Would I rewatch this? Yeah, slight yes. The score I'm going to give it is a 6 out of 10. It's time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble, where it's every man for himself. The 30 participants include the Ultimate Warrior, the Hulky Talk Man, the Macho King Randy Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant, Superfly Jimmy Stucker, News Brown, Shawn Michaels, Haku, and Demolition Axe, along with the model Rick Martel, Coco Beware, the Hitman Bret Hart, the Warlord, the Mighty Hercules, Ravishing Rick Rude, Marty Jannetty, Mr. Perfect. Demolition Smash! Jake the Snake Roberts! Jim the Anvil Nightheart! The Barbarian! Dusty Rhodes the American Dream! Tito Santana! Akeem! The Red Rooster! The Earthquake! The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase! Dino Bravo! We're now firing back to 1990, commentary team of Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura. Low-key good commentary team was Jesse and Tony in that year, year and a half Tony was with the WWF. Didn't mind them at all. It's not Griller and Bobby, but or even, you know, Griller and Jesse or Vince and Jesse, but it's a pretty solid team. God, they had some good commentary teams in the late 80s, early 90s, didn't they? This rumble starts out with Ted DiBiase and Coco Beware. Bit of a back and forth before Ted backdrops out Coco. Marty Jannetty comes out um, before he flies out, trying the high-flying moves on Ted. Number four is Jake, and they brawl along the outside. Both stay in long enough for number five, the Macho Man, to come out. The heels double-team before Rowdy Roddy Piper comes out at six, and the crowd go wild for the two-on-two here. Seven and eight are the Warlord and Brett Hitman Hart, and the crowd is so hot for this match. Number nine is Bad News Brown. Um, Bad News Brown, terrible for Survivor Series, ideal for Royal Rumbles. Macho Man clotheslines out Jake, and number ten is Dusty Rhodes, who goes after the Macho Man. The crowd love this, and he gets rid of Macho to a big pop. Number eleven is Andre. He chops the Warlord out. 
Number 12 is the Red Rooster. Piper eliminates bad news. Uh-oh, I see what's coming here. Bad news drags Piper out. I smell a brawl to the back. Yep, we're brawling to the back. Number 13 is Axe as Andre gets rid of the Rooster. Axe chops down the giant before his partner in the Colossal Connection, Haku, comes out at 14, which of course brings out Demolition Smash at 15. Number 16 is Akeem as Demolition managed to team up and get rid of Andre. Um, Brett went out at some stage as well. I'm not sure how or where. Number 17 is Jimmy Snooker. Um, he gets Akeem out. 18 is Dino Bravo. Ted's the Iron Man in this match so far with Virgil helping him stay in, which is a good story. Number 19 is Earthquake. He gets rid of Dusty, then Axe. Number 20 is the Anvil. Um, every man teams up to get rid of Earthquake. The first spot, um, like this that I can remember. 21 is the Warrior to a huge pop. He gets rid of Bravo. Number 22 is Martel. Haku gets Smash out. Tito comes in at 22 and goes right after Rick Martel. 23 is the Honky Tonk Man. Um, or 24 is the Honky Tonk Man. I think, sorry, Tito was 23. Honky Tonk Man's 24. Warrior sends Anvil out, then DiBiossi. And 25 is Hulk Hogan. He gets rid of Snooker, then Haku. Warrior gets rid of Tito. 26 is Shawn Michaels, but he doesn't last long. Um, Hulk, he, Warrior gets rid of him as Hulk gets rid of the Honky Tonk. And with Shawn and the model both going out, SummerSlam 92, by the way, um, the place becomes unglued when they realize it's just Hogan and the Warrior in the ring. So what's the first thing they decide to do to mark this historic moment? How many of you on your bingo card had crisscross? That's what we get. They come out of the crisscross with a double clothesline, and everyone is just electric for this. While they're down, Barbarian comes out at 27 and picks the bones. Rick Rude comes in at 28, jumping the clock because he can see an opportunity to get on the faces. Warrior saves Hulk, and then he um, the heels double-team Warrior, and Hulk knocks him over for my dick move of the week. That's right. In 1991 and 92, Hogan knocks an uber babyface slash ally out from behind the ultra babyface he is. Um, yeah, fuck you, Hulk. <laughs> 29 is Hercules. 30 is Mr. Perfect. Um, Hercules gets rid of Barbarian. Rude um, takes out Herc. Perfect accidentally drops um, the rope on Rick Rude as he's running back and he goes out. Hogan no-sells the perfect plex as he normally does and tosses out Mr. Perfect for the win. This was um, obviously 90. I just talked about 91 and he won that. So back-to-back rumble wins for Hogan. This being the first final four of Hercules Perfect, Rick Rude and Hulk. Who won? Hulk. Who should have won, in my opinion, the Ultimate Warrior. Um, did Hogan need the rumble win after being the top babyface for the past six years, or would the Warrior have benefited from the Rumble win and given the reason to go up against Hulk Hogan? Much better storytelling. I know he's going to say, but he beat me at Mania, but so what? Hogan loses a Royal Rumble? Like, that's not really a loss, and then loses a match at WrestleMania? His first clean loss in the WWF? I just think it made a lot more sense for Warrior to win, but that's, what do I know, hey? Star power obvious in this one. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, Ted DiBiase, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Earthquake, Heart Foundation, Rockers, Demolition. What a fucking stacked class. That is brilliant. Best part of the match is hands down the stare down and interaction with the Warrior and Hogan. It got everybody unglued and dying for this match. Um, Demolition and Andre was quite cool as well. And Ted DiBiase was a big highlight of the match. 
the low points. Nothing really dragged here for me. This was a surprisingly better rumble than I remembered it. I'd absolutely rewatch it, and I score it a pretty solid 7.5. So do yourself a favor. If you're sleeping on the 1990 rumble, go back and watch it again. I know I definitely appreciated it more than I remember. Alright, 1995, hosted by Pamela Anderson, commentary team of Jerry Lawler and Vince McMahon, and 60-second interval. So if I've been rushing through these, imagine the speed going up to another gear. This is the one, if you don't recall, number one and two, Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog, and that's a good story, which is about the best you could hope for with this class, but I'll go through it anyway. Um, quick start with the two of them, Shawn in his bumping best here. Number three is Eli Blue to keep the star power up right away. Um, he's out pretty quick. Um, two moves and um, and and dropped out. Sorry, um, sorry. I'm I'm, um, I'm struggling to read my notes here, and I've just realised what I actually said that the clock is moving too quick. Not that he's out. That it's two moves, and we're back to the clock going for the next one. It's way too quick. Number four is Duke the Dumpster Jerosi, um, and this is why I've never rewatched this rumble. Number five, Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. That's a little bit better, but no time to do anything before number six, Sione, comes out. Love me some Barbarians, so a couple of back-to-back guys that are all right. Did they ever explain if um, Sione being the Barbarian? I'm not sure. Again, like early 90s, I only got to see the pay-per-views when they came on VHS, so these angles I don't really know about. If anyone knows if Sione was acknowledged as the Barbarian, let me know. Um, the British Bulldog tosses out Jimmy Del Rey, um, and Google doesn't... <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. This was one of the earlier ones I watched. <laughs> I've just um, tried to answer my own question in my notes. I forgot that I even did this, but Google doesn't tell me if, the war, if they acknowledge the Barbarian, but it did let me know that he and the Warlord reunited under masks in WCW, so I learned something new while recording this episode. Number seven is Dr. Tom Pritchard. Number eight is Doink with Dink. Number nine is Quang. The ring's filling up, but nothing is happening. Number 10 is Rick Martell. Um, can't believe he's still there. Number 11 is Owen Hart. About time we got a bit more star power. But Brett comes out um, and attacks him in the aisle. Number 12 is Timothy Well. And Vince had to tell me who the fuck that was. Owen Hart and Duke are gone um, during this little spell. The Bulldogs dumped. Uh, sorry, Bulldog dumps out Timothy Well. Sean gets rid of Dr. Tom, and someone gets rid of Martel, but we don't catch it. Quang dumps out Doink as number 13, Luke the Bushwhacker, comes out. Um, basically, he's not in there long. Um, and when he comes out, everyone but the Bulldog and Sean are in there. Sean gets rid of him. 14 is Jacob Blue, who beats on both for a minute. Um, yeah, but Sean comes back with a drop kick, and Jacob Blue is gone. 15 is King Kong Bundy. 16 is Mo dumped instantly by Bundy. Like one second, you know, so he'd be up there close to the record. 17 is Mabel and the two big men face off and the crowd strangely like this. 18 is Butch. Mabel gets Bundy out of there. Sean throws Butch out. And number 19 is Lex Luger. He gets rid of Mabel, which is quite cool. 
Number 20 is Mantar, and fuck me, this rumble is getting worse. 21, Aldo Montoya. 22, Henry Godwin. 23, Billy Gunn. 24, Bart Gunn. 25, Bob Backlund. As you can see, nothing is happening here. Brett comes out again and attacks Bob Backlund. Obviously, um, Backlund and Owen interfered in his title match with Diesel, and he's getting revenge, which is totally fine. Um... 26 is Stephen Dunn. Luger tosses out Backlund. 27 is Dick Murdoch. 28, Adam Bomb. 29, Fatu, as Lex gets rid of Mankar. Mantar, not Mankind. Jesus, I wish. Number 30 is Crush, who gets rid of the guns. Aldo dumps out uh, Stephen Dunn. And Chronic explodes as Crush dumps out Adam Bomb. Sean throws Aldo out. Um, Crush, Rikishi bumps Fatu and then tosses him out. Dick Murdoff goes off um, with with an um, aeroplane spin. Lex backdrops Henry Godwin out. Sean gets rid of Lex. Sean and Crush team up. Um, the Bulldog clotheslines Crush out. And we're back to the start. Um, it's back to the Bulldog and Sean. Bulldog clotheslines him out and his music plays. But Sean hangs under the ropes the whole time, comes back in. And gets rid of the Bulldog, and in a great swerve, he wins it. This is the first instance of both feet must touch the floor. And if I'm the British Bulldog, I'm thinking, fuck the sound engineer that played my music and let me think I'd won. What a joke. <laughs> but yeah, good good story. About the best they could do with this class. It was pretty poor. They maybe could have got a bit more out of Owen Hart and one or two others, Lex Luger even, but... Yeah, as you can see, the star power wasn't there. Pamela Anderson celebrates with Shawn Michaels, and I thought the production team did a really good job of um, using the right replays and, you know, getting a good shot of just one foot touching. Final four was Lex Undertaker. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Undertaker wasn't in this. <laughs> star power was Shawn Michaels and the Bulldog, uh, maybe Owen Hart, it was quite dire. Shawn won, who should have won? I think Shawn, and I said here, the only other options would have been Lex, Undertaker, the Bulldog, or Owen, but no issue with Shawn winning this one. Final four, Shawn, Bulldog, Crush, and Lex. Um, the story of the match and the star power was just the number one and two going all the way. Owen had no impact. Um, low points were it was way too quick. Job as an old guy, central. Lack of own heart. The best bit, I keep harping on, but the story of the first two and Sean's 100 escapes from danger. Would I rewatch this? Not on your fucking life. And it's a score of 4.5. Avoid this one if you want to put a rumble on. To be the World Wrestling Federation champion, there is no parallel, no higher accolade in the sport. To be champion is the dream of every competitor who's ever entered the squared circle. From collegian champions to former gridiron greats. From second generation superstars with championship pedigree to first year rookies with youthful aspirations. From Olympic heroes to the master of the octagon. From a renegade with a cold blooded identity to a man who would willingly exchange three personas for one with a champion's label. Tonight, 30 men who dare to dream. 30 battle-scarred warriors who have spilled blood, sweat, and endured the agonies. Who have labored in the cold shadows for that one precious chance to seize the championship spotlight. Are on a collision course with destiny. Tonight, 30 
Happy men will batter each other, sacrifice their bodies, betray friendships, embrace the soulless ally that is desperation. To the victor go the spoils. To the winner, a once-in-a-lifetime chance to become the next heir apparent. To the throne. Classic Attitude Era commentary team of JR and Jerry the King Lawler for 1998. This is another one I was really looking forward to going back and watching. Um, number one and two, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie is a good start as well. Gets me excited. Um, exchange chair shots here and allow each other to hit them, which is a bit of a tough watch now, but still pretty cool. Number three brings it right back down to earth, Tom Brandy. Um He's um, pretty quickly <laughs> dropped out of the match and gone. Cactus suplexes Funk onto some chairs as number four is the Intercontinental Champion, The Rock. He eats a trash can and chairs as five comes out, Mosh. Um, we get a Chainsaw Charlie Moonsault. Number six is Phineas Godwin. Number seven is Eight Ball as Terry Funk gets rid of Cactus Jack. Payback for the year before. Um, we get a bit of a... Um, sorry, the story of the show is talk around the target on the back of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's definitely going to play out in this one. Number eight is Blackjack Bradshaw. JR tells us that Mike Tyson will be on Raw tomorrow night. Pretty cool. Number nine is Owen Hart. He gets jumped again, just like in the 95 Rumble, but this time it's by Jeff Jarrett. Um, 95 and 98. Fucking give me some Owen in here. Um, JR calls Jim Cornette, who's accompanying Jeff Jarrett, a stain on the underwear of life. Number 10 is Steve Blackman. Um, lots of near misses for Terry Funk here. 11 is D'Lo and Bradshaw has, um, has a lovely BJ on his tights, which makes me giggle. I am a child after all. Number 12 is Kurgan. Um, he looks like a giant EC3 to me in this day and age, um, even though I knew Kurgan much before EC3. He gets rid of Mosh. Um, number 13 is Mark Miro as... Um, JR buries him, saying Sable is very popular, but Miro needs a charisma bypass. Ouch. Kurgan dumps out Steve Blackman. Miro um, has his boxer gimmick, which I actually think is quite underrated. I actually thought he was a smug prick, and I loved it. 14 is Ken Shamrock. Um, he nails Kurgan. And then um, he teams up... Um, I didn't write who it was, but he teams up with someone to get rid of him. Um very early people's elbow from the rock. No removing of the elbow pad. Number 15 is Thrasher. And number 16 is Mankind. He goes after Funk and eliminates him. Ken Shamrock um, tees off on the rock. 17 is the artist formerly known as Goldust. He gets rid of Mankind. 18 is Jeff Jarrett. And wouldn't you know it, Owen comes out and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Hits him with a... Um, a spin kick and then a uh, quite a nice spin kick and then gets rid of him 19 is the honky tonk man which made me laugh triple h and china come out um the rock gets rid of ken shamrock triple h and china distract owen and eliminate him and beat him down with triple h's crutches number 20 is ahmed johnson i can't believe um that they overshadowed the honky tonk man here as well <laughs> I, he absolutely should have got more spotlight Replays show The Rock low-blowed Ken Shamrock before getting rid of him. Number 21 is Mark Henry in his first ever Royal Rumble. Um, JR tells us Mark Henry is handling the Big Johnson, which is um, a bit of sexual chocolate before he gets there. Number 22 is Nobody, and JR, uh, Jerry Lawler sorry, speculates that it was Stone Cold. Mark Henry gets rid of Ahmed. Mark Henry gets rid of Phineas. Um, 
and who, who lands on a referee, which looks quite painful. Number 23 is Karma. Number 24 is Stone Cold, and the crowd go nuts. But the ring stops dead, looking towards the entranceway. He comes in through the back, gets rid of Miro, eight ball. Um, JR, of course, with his famous line of, Austin said, no more Mr. Nice Guy, as, ever he, as if he ever was one. God, easy for me to say. Number 25 is Henry Godwin. Number 26 is Far- Savio. Fabio. Fabio, the most beautiful man in the cosmos. It's um, 26, Savio Vega with Los Bariquas. The four of them all jump Austin. 27 is Farouk. All five of the nation are now in the ring. Farouk beats on them all, which is interesting. And then the Rock and Stone Cold brawl on the floor. 28 is Dude Love. And I'm going to go here and question the wrestling logic. If Mankind or Cactus Jack didn't get eliminated, who would have come out in this spot? (laughs) Dude Love gets rid of Bradshaw. 29 is Chains. The Rock is 50 minutes in, plus the Intercontinental title match earlier in the night, which is quite cool. 30 is Vader. Um, He gets rid of Honky Tonk. Stone Cold gets rid of Thrasher and Kama. And Savio. Goldust gets rid of Vader. Henry gets rid of um, Chains and throws out Goldust. And we have... um, We see Dude Love get clotheslined out. The Rock um, gets rid of Farouk. And then Stone Cold Stunner, and he gets rid of The Rock. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Who won this one? Obviously, Stone Cold from the final four of Austin Rock, Dude Love, and Farouk. Who should have won? Only Stone Cold. This was 1000% the right call. Star Power wasn't as strong considering it's 98, but it did have Austin, Mick Foley, The Rock, Vader, and Mike Tyson in the crowd. The best bits Austin, Mick, uh, Mick Foley, and Terry Funk, and the hot ending. Low points, um, some holdover of the poor roster from previous, like Tom Brandy and the Godwins. Would I rewatch it? Yes. And a solid score of 7.5 out of 10 yet again. Win the Royal Rumble. I'm going to be a three-peat World Wrestling Federation champion. I'm going to crush crunch on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight is the night. Double J goes for all the marbles in the Royal Rumble. And you know what Double J is going to do? He's going to take them. Champ, I'll see you at WrestleMania 10. <laughs> it's here, Royal Rumble. No friends, only enemies. And I'll be the final one standing to face the World Wrestling Federation champion. Taking the Royal Rumble and a WrestleMania 10 champ, you're mine. Well, it's finally here, the Royal Rumble, huh, thing? <laughs> you know, we win this one, we get a shot at the title in WrestleMania 10. Boy, I can't wait. I'm so excited. How about you, little buddy? Yeah. <laughs> the Royal Rumble's almost here. And when the Heartbreak Kid is left standing tall at the end, it's going to be out with the old and in with the new, the new World Wrestling Federation champion at WrestleMania 10. The moment of truth has finally arrived. The opportunity I've asked for, the opportunity I've waited for, and it's finally here. The Royal Rumble, the best against the best. Only one man comes out the winner. And that man gets a shot at the World Wrestling Federation Championship, and it's gonna be me. 
very confident Lex Luger. Lex Heading back in time to 1994, Vince McMahon and Ted DiBiase, the commentary team here. Back to 90 second intervals here. This one starts out with Scott Steiner and Samu. Um, Steiner's and Head Shrink is a bit of a rivalry, so it makes sense. We get a nice double underhook suplex from Scotty. Um, the joy looks to have gone from him here, though. He looks miserable, as does Rick, who doesn't even rush out to save Scott. The baby faces go two on one, but it's quite plodding and slow. Number four is Quang. The Steiners get rid of Samu, um, but Quang hits the miss to Rick Steiner. It's pretty slow here in the crowd, a restless early. Five is Owen Hart, who gets rid of Rick. Six is Bart Gunn. Seven is Diesel, and I think business is about to pick up. He gets rid of Bart Gunn, Scott Steiner, Owen Hart, and Quang to an empty ring. Number eight is Bob Backlund, and Diesel gets rid of him here too, having an empty ring again. Absolute monster push incoming. Number nine, Billy Gunn, he's sent out as well. And we see backstage Kabuki and Tenaru beating down Lex Luger. Number 10 is Virgil, and I imagine this is where Diesel meets his match and we get the two stars of the show going at it, but surprisingly not. Um, Diesel just gets rid of him. Um, we find out, too, Virgil was an alternate for Kamala. Not sure how I feel about that. Uh, he's gone next. Diesel's getting some love now, um, but from the crowd, that is. Number 11, Macho Man comes out in the same attire from the 91 Rumble, so that's interesting. Um, he finally gets some offense on Diesel. Number 12, Jeff Jarrett. Macho Man gets rid of him. 13 is Crush, and the heels double team on the Macho Man. 14 is Doink, who weirdly gets a bit of a pop. Crush gets rid of the Macho Man. Doink um, sprays the heels with his flower, and they beat the shit out of him for it, as they should. 15 is Bam Bam, and the heels hold the ropes for Bam Bam to come in and beat on Doink. He presses him out to the floor. Number 16 is Mabel, and Vince and Ted DiBiase just keep talking about the beef. Vince McMahon, tonnage, which is great, <laughs> and the crowd, whoop, there it is for Mabel. Um, just far too much going on for this man. Number 17 is Sparky Plug, who's an alternate for the 1-2-3 kid. <laughs> Vince McMahon <laughs> says, maybe he'll win and go all the way to WrestleMania. Fuck off, Vince. <laughs> Ted DiBiase echoes all our thoughts and says, I doubt it. 18 is Shawn Michaels. Um, Diesel stalks him, but finally everyone gangs up and gets rid of Diesel. Um, great showing from him. Awesome, awesome stuff. Number 19 is Mo. 20 is Greg the Hammer Valentine. And what the fuck is he doing here? They all gang up to get rid of Mabel. 21 um, is Tatanka. Um, sorry. Um, Mabel was visibly gassed before... Tatanka comes and helps, as does Kabuki. Then they all get rid of Mabel. Nine guys it took to get rid of him. 23 is Lex Luger. He gets rid of Kabuki and goes wild. 24 is Tenaru, who goes after Lex. 25 is Nobody. And again, we speculate this, this year it's Brett they think might be missing out. 26 is the model Rick Martel. 27, Brett limps out to the ring. Um, this was the leg out of his leg match with Owen in the tag title match. 28 is Fatu. Got a full ring here now. Lex is trying to get rid of Crush and Tenaru, um, but they're um, hanging on there for a little while. Um, a lot of people just sort of standing and watching, not much going on. Crush gets eliminated. Um, 29 is Marty Gennetti, Sean and Marty go at it. 30 is Adam Bomb. Brett gets rid of Spark Plug. Um, we're told Bastion Booger got sick, so he's the one that was missing this year. The hammer's gone. Tatanka gets rid of the model. And then we see, um, 
I, I mean, sorry, and we say that'll teach him for stealing his feathers. Lex gets ri- rid of Adam Bomb. Rapid fire um, eliminations here. Moe's gone. Bam Bam gets rid of Tatanka. Lex, God, I cannot speak. Lex gets rid of Bam Bam. Sean gets rid of Marty. Brett and Lex toss out Tenaru. A big Rikishi bump off a of Lex clothesline for Fatu. Um, double whip to eliminate HBK and Fatu in the same move. And the crowd are in love with Brett and Lex as the final two until they both go out. It was too quick. Um, they didn't really get at it. The referees argue. Alternate music plays. Jack Tunney comes out and announces them both as winners um, via Howard Finkel to massive boos. Um, finish of this match is quite polarizing. I personally didn't mind it, but a couple of minutes of Brett and Lex going at it would have been so much better than just going straight to the finish. Star power in this one. Diesel, Brett, Lex Luger, and the Macho Man, really. Um... Who should have won out of Brett and Lex? Probably Brett. Um, but Lex had the no title match stipulation in his contract, so he needed to win the Rumble to get a title match. I just think they needed to pick a pick a winner here and not hedge their bets. But I personally didn't mind the finish, but I, I do see though the opinion of those that didn't like it. Final four was, of course, those two with Shawn Michaels and Fatu. The best part of this match was Diesel. He got a big pop at the end as well after he got eliminated. Um, The action got better in the match as it went on, which I like in a rumble. The low points were the slow starts and disinterested Steiner brothers, Doink and Dink and Mabel and a couple of others. Rewatch it? Yeah, probably would. Not first choice, um, but I'd score it a six. Solid enough match and worth a watch if you've not seen it for a long time. No chance in hell. Chance in hell. Be the world. Champion, the Royal Rumble. Austin has drawn number one. It's unanimous. Number one. Oh, come on. And the second man will be Vince McMahon. 30 superstars. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for the most omniscient, omnipotent, entertainer, Mr. Vincent K. McMahon. If you want me to beat Vince McMahon's McMahon's ass ass night long, give me a hell yeah. presents the 1999 Royal Rumble. No chance in hell. Okay, we're now heading to 1999. Jerry Lawler um, and Michael Cole on commentary team as JR was out with a bout of Bell's palsy. And this one is the Rumble where Stone Cold and Vince McMahon start one and two. Vince is fucking jacked, but Austin absolutely stomps a mud hole in him to the love of the crowd before hitting a low blow. Number three is Golga, which is quite funny. Austin McMahon, Golga. Um, He attacks Austin um, because there's a $100,000 bounty on him, but Austin gets rid of him. This does allow Vince to escape, and Austin chases him through the crowd. Number four, um, we get the Legion of Doom music. Um, shocked they're still here in 99. 
Corporation ambush Austin backstage um, in a ladies' room where he'd been beating on him. We go to the ring and it was Draws actually coming out to that music. Um, he's in the ring alone for a moment before number five comes out, Edge. Number six, it's Gilberg. <laughs> Pipe chance in the last two seconds. Pretty funny, but um, not exactly high star power. We see Austin out cold backstage. Um, and number seven is Steve Blackman, sorry. Number eight, Dan Severin, which is just brilliant. Um, he could make them look very silly if he wanted to. He said, well, we could start having you lose matches. I go, that's true. You could ask me to lose a match. But then I pulled out that contract. I go, where does it say... On my contract, I have to lose to anybody. What if I walk into your world of fantasy and turn fantasy into reality? Which one of your so-called stars or how many of your so-called stars am I going to make look pretty darn silly out there? We see Austin loaded into an ambulance. Number nine is Tiger Ali Singh, which is quite funny as well. Um, we're just going in and out. Like, we see a second of the intro and we go back to Austin backstage. Um, the poor job guys in the ring just not getting any love. Number 10 is a blue meanie. Fuck, this is out of control now. Number 11 is nobody. Um, the talent is that thin. They just didn't have anyone. We see Mabel beating up Mosh and taking his spot, actually. So that's why there was no one coming out. He comes in and he gets rid of Dan Severin, Blackman, and Tiger Ali Singh. Number 12 is a road dog, and we finally have some star power. Mabel dumps out Draws and the Blue Meanie, and Road Dog gets rid of Edge before the lights go out. Acolytes and Midian appear and beat up Mabel, and Undertaker comes out. They kidnap him and leave. Number 13 is Gangrel, but the road dog gets rid of him. Um, this has been largely terrible so far, but there's some good nostalgia in it, at least for me. 14 is Kurgan, who hits a sidewalk slam. 15 is Al Snow. Road dog gets rid of him as well. 16 is Goldust, who hits a low blow on road dog to stay alive. Godfather, um, as we get, please don't go to the hose chant from at number 17. 18 is Kane. Um, he should have come out earlier in Cleaned House, in my opinion. He gets rid of the Road Dog, Kurgan, Gold Dust, and the Godfather before the White Coats from the Insane Asylum come out, and he eliminates himself to chase them off. Like, 60 seconds of Kane in this rumble? That was a big mistake. 19 is Ken Shamrock. Um, as we see Vince McMahon come back out to... Um, Second entrant to an to be in an empty ring is Shamrock as Vince joins commentary team. Number 20 is Billy Gunn, and he's out with one boot because of an ankle injury from earlier from Shamrock. Ken Shamrock targets that foot as 21 is Test. Um, we see the Ministry and Mabel stuffing... Sorry, Ministry stuffing Mabel into a hearse as an ambulance drives into the arena. So as you can hear here, we're going between ring and backstage a lot. The ambulance coming back in is being driven by Austin, so we're going to get more angle than match here. 22 is the boss man. Austin comes back out and gets rid of Shamrock. 23 is Triple H. 24, Val Venus. Austin gets rid of um, Billy Gunn. 25 is X-Park. 26 is Mark Henry. 27, Jeff Jarrett. The ring starts to fill back up. D'Lo Brown at 28 with PMS. Austin gets rid of Test, boss man, and X-Park. 29 is Owen Hart. And this brings out, um, comes out, sorry, with Jeff Jarrett. 
Number 30 is China. She gets rid of Mark Henry. Stone Cold gets rid of her. Um, tosses out Val Venus after hitting him with a stunner. The final four are now Owen Hart, the boss man, D'Lo, and Stone Cold. But Vince McMahon, of course, on commentary, if you want to count him. Austin gets rid of Owen. Boss man gets rid of D'Lo, and then he eats a stunner, and he's gone, and we're back to one and two, a la 95, but it's Vince McMahon and Stone Cold this time. They brawl for a little bit before The Rock comes out and distracts Austin, allowing Vince McMahon to dump him out, win the Royal Rumble with a great ending to a largely terrible Rumble match. Not much star power in this one, as I mentioned. It's Austin, Vince, DX, and the corporation, really. That's the star power. Who won? Vince. Who should have won? Probably Stone Cold. But, you know, this is the time when they could change the angles week to week and didn't really have to follow through with the Rumble winner. Final four I mentioned, but you probably need to um, take Owen Hart out of that and make it Vince. The low points. um, Three low points. Um... There was way too many cutaways. Oh, sorry, not three low points. Three to 11, the lack of stars. Way too many cutaways. The empty ring, getting rid of Kane far too soon. Best bits, um, start and end, and some fun throwbacks and a great angle. Would I rewatch it? Yeah, I would. Um, Score of six and a half. I know I said it was a largely terrible rumble, but the angle, the nostalgia, it was good. I just... I think they could have done this while still having an entertaining rumble um, or at least like not having that first third be as bad as what it was. So some complaints, but also it's 1999 attitude era, Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. So you're largely going to be entertained um, if you can look past the, the tradition of the rumble being kind of crapped on a little bit. Romans and countrymen, lend me your ears. Let it be known that I, Caesar, ruler of the Roman Empire, residing at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada, along with the Cleopatra, the queen of the Nile, Personally invite each and every one of you to WrestleMania 9, where the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation will compete on Sunday, April 4th, 1993. All roads will not lead to Rome, but rather to the sumptuous, splendiferous, lavish home of the champions, Caesar's Palace. Cleopatra and I, Caesar, will cordially greet you as you enter our domain where your every whim is waiting to be satisfied, where your desires will be fulfilled, where you will feast on succulent food and be royally entertained. All this and more awaits you, your friends, and your family. Furthermore, let it be known that the winner of today's next match, the 30-man over-the-top-rope Royal Rumble, will meet the World Wrestling Federation champion at WrestleMania in the famed Caesars Palace Stadium. On the final stretch here now, as we look at the 93 Rumble, 93, number one is Ric Flair, who won it the year before from number three. 
Number two is Bob Backlund, who gets an anti-pop. Um, they bang on about Bob Backlund being 42 here, and Ric Flair is the exact same age that they never mention. Number three is Papa Shango. Ric Flair um, sneaks him out of the ring. Number four is Ted DiBiase. Uh, they double team on Backlund for a bit before Nobbs comes out. And to quote my favorite podcast, how dare Nobbs clean house? Um, number six is Virgil. Ted DiBiase ducks and gets Brian Nobbs out of there. Number seven is Jerry Lawler, who's got a great graffiti-looking outfit. Really loved it. Number eight is Max Moon. God, um, dropkick and a beauty. Number nine is Teneru. Uh, Moon's eliminated during Teneru's entrance. Number 10 is Mr. Perfect. Number 11 is Skinner. Um, Perfect and Ric Flair are at each other, and we're told there'll be a career-ending match tomorrow on Raw. Perfect gets rid of Ric Flair. Number 20, uh, number 12, sorry, um, is Harry High Pants Coco Beware. Um, Bobby Heenan cracks me up when he says, did someone call a cab? Perfect gets rid of Skinner. 13 is Samu. 14 is a Berserker. Um, Berserker's got to be a Royal Rumble specialist shortly. Perfect gets rid of Lawler. Ted DiBiase and Coco try to get Perfect out, and Lawler helps. Um, they then, uh, from the floor, of course, they then brawl to the back. Virgil, um, sorry, Virgil dumped off. Oh, God, I have no idea what I wrote about <laughs> Virgil here. Number 15 is The Undertaker. He comes out. Um, Choke Samu out. Big Pop gets rid of Teneru. Um, 16 is Terry Taylor. Um, DiBiase gets rid of Coco and Taylor. Undertaker choke slams and then close lines him out. Backlund's on the floor um, from an attack from the Berserker. It's now one-on-one, The Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez, who's not actually in the ring. Um, he comes out and, under- sorry, Undertaker gets rid of The Berserker during his entrance, putting them one-on-one in the ring. Um, bit of a stare down here as Damian Demento comes out at 17 and stays on the floor. We then see Giant Gonzalez eliminate the Undertaker and beat him down, choke slamming him. 18 is IRS. Sadly, we get no tax cheat promo. Gonzalez finally leaves during all that, all of this and the air is taken out of the room. 19 is Tatanka. Paul Bearer tries to raise the Undertaker with the urn, but he's limp. Um, he does eventually get up and sort of limp off. Gonzalez wrapped his leg around the ring post a few times, which did the damage on the leg. Number 20 is Sags. 21, Typhoon. This is not a star-studded rumble by any stretch. 22, Fatu. 23 is Earthquake, who, of course, comes right after ta- uh, Typhoon. Um, goes right after Typhoon, sorry. They battle and Earthquake gets rid of him. 24 is Carlos Colon. A lot of fire in this youngster, says Gorilla Monsoon. Um, he gets rid of Damien Demento. 25 is El Matador. We see um, Fatu get eliminated. The model comes out at 20, uh, 26. He goes after Tito, which is just my favorite Royal Rumble continuing story. Four years of this. Earthquake gets rid of IRS. Um, Yokozuna comes out at 27. He gets rid of Tatanka, then Carlos Colon. 28 is Owen Hart. Yoko belly to belly suplexes Earthquake out, which was a pretty cool spot. 29 is Repo Man. Everyone gangs up on Yoko. He fights back. He tosses Tito out, then Owen Hart. And number 30 is the Macho Man. He gets rid of Repo Man. Yokozuna gets rid of Bob Backlund to booze. Um, He has been in there since number two Iron Man performance there. It's down to Macho and Yoko. Macho gets a pair of top row axe handles to put him down to one knee um, before eating a belly-to-belly suplex in a big leg. 
Yoko misses the avalanche and goes to the ground. This allows Macho to hit the top rope elbow. Goes for the one, two, three, but this is a rumble and gets tossed from the floor over the top rope or from the apron over the top rope to the floor. Yoko Zuna won. Who should have won? Yoko. He was the right call in this one. Final four of Yoko, Macho, Backland, and the model. Star power is Yoko, Undertaker, Macho Man, Ric Flair, and Mr. Perfect in this one. Best bits, Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. It was a good start to their feud. Um, I probably would have liked Undertaker to be in the match a bit longer because of the lack of stars, but it was what it was. And the elimination of Earthquake by Yoko was quite cool. Low points in the match was just a lack of stars. There was a lot of like people you knew weren't going to win this, which is a big change from a year before. I wouldn't rewatch this, and it scores a three and a half, which is one of the lowest Rumble scores thus far. Superstars competing the Royal Rumble for the undisputed WWF Championship, including Jake the Snake Roberts, the Barbarian, the model Rick Martel, the Berserker, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nasty Boy Sags, Repo Man, Sergeant Slaughter, alleged real world champion Ric Flair, Hercules, Colonel Mustafa, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Skinner, the British Bulldog, Baby Boy Smith, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Haku, Shawn Michaels, the Warlord, El Matador, Sid Justice, IRS, Nikolai Volkov, the Texas Tornado, Virgil, the Undertaker, the Big Boss Man, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Superfly Snooker, and the immortal Hulk Hogan. It's time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble! It's now time for our main event, the 92 Rumble, the one everyone's been waiting for. This is for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan on commentary, and Jack Tunney comes out before the match. British Bulldog and Ted DiBiase are one and two. Bulldog eliminates DiBiase pretty quick, which I didn't expect. And number three is Ric Flair. Bobby Heenan loses his mind. Take a walk, 
Number four is Sags. They double team on the Bulldog. Um, Bulldog gets rid of Sags. Number five is Haku. Big pile driver on the Bulldog. Number six is Shawn Michaels. Um, as the Bulldog gets rid of Haku. Shawn Michaels bumps like a boss in this. Number seven is Tito. He battles with Shawn. WrestleMania 8 in the making here. Ric Flair hits a low blow on the Bulldog. I can't remember any low blows before the 92 Rumble. So that was interesting. Uh, big forearm to Flair from the Bulldog. Um, number eight is the Barbarian. Nine is Tornado. I loved the Tornado so much as a kid. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the podcast, but I did. Um, discus punch to Sean, who does a great spinning flip sell. That would have been a great match, actually, in the early 90s. Number 10 is Repo. Um, and God, he shrunk from being smashed the year prior. Number 11 is Greg the Hammer. 44 minutes last year, um, but it takes him that long to get warmed up, of course. Ric Flair hits another low blow, this time on Repo Man. Number 12 is Nikolai Volkov, and maybe this rumble wasn't quite as star-studded as I thought. Um, it always annoyed me in the 90s when people hadn't been on a pay-per-view in like a year or so, but they're out for the rumble. Um, Greg Valentine puts a figure four on Ric Flair. Someone gets rid of Nikolai Volkov less than two minutes in, so I probably shouldn't complain too much. Number 13 is the boss man who cleans house. Repo gets rid of Greg Valentine. Boss man gets rid of Repo. And Ric Flair gets rid of the Bulldogs. Number one is finally gone. He then gets rid of the Texas Tornado as well. 14 is Hercules. And another one that I can't believe is still there. Sean and Tito go over together. Hercules looks ancient. He gets rid of Barbarian. Um, but then Barbarian um, also helps get rid of Hercules. And it's just the boss man and Ric Flair in. Ric Flair ducks under a boss man sort of crossbody and he goes over the top. And Flair collapses for a break. But it's short-lived because number 15 is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Brilliant pop from Piper and a great sequence here. Crowd right behind it. Ends with him locking in a sleeper. But number 16, Jake comes out who acts like he's not going to interfere. And when Piper's not looking, attacks him. Um... Roddy Piper um, saves Ric Flair from a DDT, and this causes Bobby Heenan to say, it's not a kilt, I'm sorry, it's a kilt, not a skirt, but then he kicks Ric Flair, and it's not a kilt, it's a skirt, which is quite funny. 17 is Hacksaw, 18 IRS, 19 Jimmy Snooker, 20 The Undertaker. He gets rid of Snooker, 21 is the Macho Man, Jake hides from him, um, goes looking for him and gets jumped. Um, Macho eliminates Jake, but then jumps to the floor after him, idiot. Undertaker rolls out to save him, sends him back in. Um, some confusion here is this year it's not an elimination for jumping out. 27, uh, 22, sorry, is a berserker. Huss, huss. 23 is Virgil. Um, Gorilla Monsoon tells us he's fresh and hungry, and I only assume for meat sauce. 24 is Colonel Mustafa. Um, Gorilla Monsoon says by the time they get there, the next guy will be out, which is a bit of a prelude to um, WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal. 25 is Martel. Macho Man gets rid of Colonel Mustafa. 26 is the Hulkster who gets rid of the Undertaker with a clothesline and then gets rid of Berserker. Virgil and Jim Duggan um, go together as well. 27 is Skinner. Uh, 28 is Sergeant Slaughter. 29 is Sid to a big pop. And 30 is the Warlord. Sid gets rid of Sergeant Slaughter. Piper gets rid of IRS. And Sid and Hulk Hogan throw the Warlord out together. Sid gets rid of Piper and Martel, and then the Macho Man, and then Hulk Hogan before we get to that ending. The ending that makes me stand by the OSW name of Cunt Hogan for the Hulkster. Blair, 
Kovacic again, hooking that bottom rope and looking from behind. Oh, Justice got rid of Hall. Uh-oh. I don't like the looks of things now. There are no friends. There are no friends. Only enemies. Oh, is Hulk upset. He said, he said, you stole my back. course that ending we're talking about is Hogan shaking Sid's hand from the floor and dragging him out ultimate heel move that they then had to go and edit the crowd noise to make it look like Hogan wasn't the bad guy in this and he totally was Ric Flair won Ric Flair should have won final four Flair Hogan Sid and Macho is as star-studded as it gets those final four plus the Undertaker Roddy Piper the Bulldog Sergeant Slaughter and the Texas Tornado Ted DiBiase what a rumble Best bits, Ric Flair, all the stars, the shock ending, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. Low points, there pretty much are none. There's a couple of guys that aren't great, but like they're coming out into a star-studded ring, so it doesn't really make a difference. And rewatch, yes, score a perfect 10. This one holds up. It is full of star power. The crowd are into it. Great story, great ending, just brilliant from start to finish, so... I know a lot of people talk about the 92 Rumble, and I'm not surprising anyone by talking about how great it is, but if you haven't watched it in a while, do yourself a favor and go and check it out again. All right, by virtue of winning the Royal Rumble, we have a brand new World Wrestling Federation champion as the press watches on. At this time, to present the title belt to the new champion, our president, the distinguished Jack Tunney. Congratulations, Ric Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Federation. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt to proclaim me the real world champion, I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the WWF. You rule the world. Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect. Guys, we're going to Woo! 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 Let's give a big one! Woo! You did it! I was never so impressed with anything I've ever seen in all my life. He went out there for over 60 minutes, never took a back step, took it to Hogan, took it to The Undertaker, took it to whoever got in that ring. That's why he is, hey, and Bobby, you call now, the real world's heavyweight champion. We're not the kind of guys to say, we told you so, but we Told you so. <laughs> okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. You have made World Wrestling Federation history here tonight. It's the greatest moment of my life. I want to jump. I want to party. But I got to tell you like this.
for the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's and the Pipers and the Sid's. Now it's Ric Flair and y'all pay homage to the man. Woo! <laughs> I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. We hope you have enjoyed your Royal Rumble. That will do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with some Raw and TNA and then some Raw and Nitro in the very near future. I do appreciate everyone bearing with me and I do need to try and get into some sort of schedule. I talk about this all the time. I'm trying to only release on weekends around the same time now. I'm not sure if that really makes a difference to anyone. I'd actually love some opinion on that if anyone feels like sharing. I know I do look out for a lot of podcasts that drop on certain days. But there's also just as many podcasts I listen to that I don't know when they drop and I just listen to them when I see them in my feed. If that makes a difference to you, let me know and I'll do my best to try and find a regularly scheduled day to put them out. No promises and I need to probably try and stick to like one a fortnight so I can keep to the schedule. I think one a week is too many for me. Um, But also if I put a bonus one in between, is that good, bad? Does it muck up your schedule? Um, Anyone that's got an opinion on that, good, bad or indifferent, send it my way. Thank you all for listening. Um, Be back again very soon. And yeah, get in touch with the show if you've got anything to say. Sayonara.